Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Mark Blunden and this is The Leader. London's entire police force has been put into the official administration reserved for failing public services. The Metropolitan Police has been cuffed into special measures by Her Majesty's Inspectorate of Constabulary after damaging scandals and systemic failures. A series of awful incidents shattering public confidence included the rape and murder of Sarah Everard, the failure to stop serial killer Stephen Port, outrage over the strip search of a black schoolgirl, Child Q, as well as not logging 69,000 crimes. But that's only half the story. While these incidents grab the headlines, check out the Met's latest crime stats for yourself online. Crime overall in the capital is up over 10% and we'll be talking more about that later. It comes as the Common Assault and Battery Law on Domestic Abuse changed this week to give victims two years instead of six months to come forward. So how can the capital's famous constabulary redeem its reputation while getting a grip on crime to restore confidence among Londoners? To find out more, we're joined by the Standard City Hall editor, Ross Lydell. Ross, what are you reporting today? What has happened today is that there's been something of an enormous fallout in relations between City Hall and the government over the future of the Metropolitan Police. And this follows the revelation yesterday afternoon that the Met was being put in special measures by the police watchdog, which is known as Her Majesty's Inspectorate of Constabulary. These special measures the Met's been placed into for the first time, don't we more usually hear this term regarding schools? So the special measures, you're right, you quite often either get a failing school put in special measures or certainly more recently a failing hospital trust can be put in special measures. And essentially what it means is there's much more control from the centre, from Whitehall. And normally what happens is that troubleshooters are then sent in to try and assist the organisation to make improvements and turn itself round. But I think the big news is actually what HMI Constabulary has found, the reasons for the special measures, which relate both to the absolutely sort of disastrous events that led to the murder of Sarah Everard, the Stephen Port fiasco where the serial killer was allowed to continue while the investigation fell apart and other uh, high-profile killings, especially of women. Uh, so this has been the reason for HMIC to intervene. But it also says as well that it's very concerned about basic policing, things that uh, Londoners would probably think that the police should be able to do on a, a pretty solid basis, such as actually... Uh, log all the crimes that are reported to it because apparently 
about 69,000 crimes last year were reported to the Met but not logged and uh, also the Met has failed to put down details of why it conducted one in four stop and search operations. And what are the Metropolitan Police saying? Yesterday afternoon, after news broke of the Police Inspectorate decision to put the Met into special measures, the Met issued a two-paragraph statement in which it said, we recognise the cumulative impact of events and problems that the Met is dealing with. We understand the impact this has had on communities and we share their disappointment. We are determined to be a police service Londoners can be proud of. We are talking to the inspectorate about next steps. So um, it's pretty woolly phrase, really. Basically, it's a case of almost putting their hands up. Yes, we know there are problems. But essentially, the problem with the Met just now is that it has no top cop. We're waiting for the next commissioner to be unveiled. The race is down to the last two, and it'll probably take another month or so before we actually know who's going to be in charge of Scotland Yard going forward. Let's go to the ads. Please do stay there to hear more about the new commissioner's challenges in the face of London's increasing crime stats and why it's not a case of hands across the Thames between Mayor Khan and Home Secretary Priti Patel. Why not hit rate and follow in the meantime? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. Ross, there's a lot of criticism that the mayor struggles to get a grip on violent crime. Is this the whole story? One of the things to say in Sadiq's defence is that every time there is a uh, murder of a young Londoner, he will often go and visit the bereaved family to try and understand what may have happened and to make himself available. And I think it's fair to say he has said privately that he has been changed by these events, that he's, he's deeply moved by the loss of so many young Londoners, especially through knife crime. So he does at least get involved in a personal way and often in a way that is not caught by the cameras. He's also very determined to try and crack down on violence against women and girls. However, the image of London as somewhere where there are many murders is no doubt, uh, you know, something that has extended well beyond the capital's boundaries. Uh, you know, it's become at times an international issue. There's a time when Donald Trump was president that he spoke about the bloodshed on London streets as he saw it. So Sadiq has uh, done some things, but the reality is that uh, crime in general tends to be going up. It did go down during the pandemic, but the most recent figures from 
the mayor's own policing office, which is known as NOPAC. These are being presented to a city hall meeting next week, and they show that in terms of the total number of, of offences reported to the Met, that this is up 10% year on year, and that's up until the end of last month. This included an 8.5% rise in violence against the person, which is almost 250,000 incidents when people are attacked in London each year. Sexual offences are up 26%, rape is up 17%, knife crime up 5%. However, the most serious crime of all, homicide, which is both murder and manslaughter, that was down 10% year on year and youth homicide is down a third. So he's perhaps having some success in the most serious crimes, but many crimes are up year on year. How do you assess the quality and the temperature of the relations between Sadiq Khan and Scotland Yard? Well, to be honest, it's all a bit of a mess in terms of the relations because of the way the Met is overseen. Now, Sadiq Khan, as Mayor of London, he was first elected in 2016, but as well as being mayor and essentially being the sort of spokesman for the city and running the uh, Tuban bus network as Chair of Transport for London, he's also the police and crime commissioner for London. So he has a duty to oversee the Met. And he's essentially there as a voice of Londoners to make sure the Met does what Londoners want. But it's it's an awkward situation. He's at times its best friend, but also its biggest critic. He has to help to fund the Met, but he's very good at, if, if you like, at uh, trying to blame others when things go wrong. And this is where the controversy comes. And today he's found himself open to criticism from a number of Tory critics, particularly some Tory MPs and Tory members of the London Assembly who say that by criticising the Met uh, or criticising Priti Patel, the Home Secretary, or Boris Johnson, that he's simply passing the buck when actually the Met has been under his control to some degree for the last six years. Now, it's certainly true to say that the Mayor does not have operational control of the Met. He can't say, for example, how many officers he should send to a particular incident or which incidents to respond to. But he does set the strategy and he does help to set the budget. And he has been actually charging Londoners a lot more each year in council tax to pay for more police officers as well. So he's intimately involved with the Met, even though he doesn't actually command the troops himself or command the the officers himself. With the shortlist whittled down in the race for the new Met Commissioner, what's the Mayor looking for in his ideal candidate? Let's find out. We need the next Commissioner to get it and the next Commissioner to be a reforming Commissioner uh, to win back the trust and confidence of those Londoners and those communities in whom we've lost it. And so how are things between City Hall and Whitehall? I think it's fair to say that relations between uh, Sadiq Khan and Priti Patel are not good. Both sides have been sort of briefing against each other this morning. Priti Patel people have been sort of saying that uh, essentially Sadiq has been asleep at the wheel uh, because he's had six years to exercise control of the Met and not done very much at all. The mayor last night at the State of London debate said it was Priti Patel and Boris Johnson who had blocked his efforts to try and change the culture within the Met. Now, the mayor does get on with some government ministers, despite the Labour-Tory typical sort of uh, clash, if you like. He, he often speaks highly of Michael Gove and of Nadim Zahawi, um, and he's also known to sort of get on reasonably well with Sajid Javid, where uh, both like to refer to themselves as the country's most famous son of a bus driver. But Sadiq Khan and Priti Patel don't seem to be buddies. And the problem is that Come when it comes to appointing the next Met Commissioner, it's Pretty Patel's choice, but she has to consult by law the Mayor of London, who is allowed to give his view. And that basically means that it's unlikely that a candidate who does not have the support of both 
uh, the mayor and the home secretary will actually be chosen in the end finally ross thanks as always for your time what's going to be in the new commissioners intro in terms of what's top of the incoming commissioners agenda well number one is always terrorism and keeping londoners safe we've been lucky in the last year or so that there haven't been a major terrorist incidents but it doesn't take too long to think back to the likes of the attacks on borough market on london bridge and on westminster bridge so they've always got to have an eye on that because the met police also has sort of national policing responsibilities. The other big issue, as we've mentioned, is violence against women and girls. Uh, You know, with these incidents, when women are being attacked while walking alone in London are hugely concerning to many, many Londoners and create such a huge sense of alarm and concern and really terrify Londoners when they read about these incidents, real though they are. We did ask Scotland Yard to interview an officer about developments, but a spokesperson said they were not able to assist. There's more on this story in the Evening Standard newspaper and online at standard.co.uk. That's The Leader. We're back on Thursday at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.